the Go Legal Yourself podcast. This show is about knowing the legal life cycle of your business. Welcome to the Go Legal Yourself podcast, episode 13, title, Importance of Business Insurance. I'm your host, Attorney Kelly Bagler, the queen of business law. You can interact with us on social media with Go Legal Yourself and do find us on the web at golegalyourself.com. This podcast is about knowing the legal life cycle of your business and by knowing where you are, it's much easier to become successful. Get ready for a life-changing show as we empower all business owners and entrepreneurs to dare to become successful. This show is about helping you become successful entrepreneurs and we thrive on bringing you education that can give you the tools to run your business with confidence. If you're not worried about what's going to happen when you do get sued, then you can focus on actually making money. Today's that show where we interview experts in business who can help you become a successful business owner. I'm joined today in studio by Hadley Wood, a business insurance broker. Welcome, Hadley. Thank you, Kelly. I'm happy to be here. Well, we are extremely honored to have you. I can't wait to share with the audience how important you are. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) I can't wait to share that as well. (laughs) But before we jump into business, as we do all our guests, could you share your favorite attorney joke with us? I will share an, an attorney joke, the only one I can actually recall. Uh, what do you call a smiling, courteous person at a bar association convention? What? The caterer. <laughs> <laughs> that was so very with that clean. Said, that doesn't apply to you. <laughs> well, thank you. Yes, that's very clean and cute. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, business insurance itself is so overlooked and missed by many people because it just isn't on top of mind. But you're here to prove that wrong. Right. It is not one of the more glamorous aspects of owning a business and being an entrepreneur. Um, It's not fun like the marketing aspect or the um, publicity or the press. Um, It is one of those. It is a cornerstone of running a successful business for sure. But it is not a lot of fun to talk about. So. We'll We'll try to make it fun today. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) See, I always say that there are a couple of sexy topics, right? One is definitely legal. (laughs) Yes, of course. And and the other one is taxes, right? I mean, how sexy can taxes be? Right, right. I would have to throw this in there too, Hadley. I would have to say business insurance is one of those sexy topics that every business owner needs to know about. That's right, they do. tell us a little bit about yourself first and how you got into business insurance. Yeah, absolutely. I've been in the insurance world for probably about, oh, um, over 15 years, actually, which is amazing to me that I've... 15 years? Yeah, so you started when you were five? Yes, I did. I was very young. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, let's see. I, I had a previous career prior to this. And um, I think, as is the case with most in- people in insurance, th- you tend to fall into it. It's not something that you plan on insurance, again, being one of those 
oh, it's it's not something you think about as a child. To, okay, to I'm, run I'm shocked. I'm <laughs> so you didn't know you wanted to be a business insurance broker when you were five years old? I, I mean, did not. This it was did. not a career path that you had set for yourself? It was not. It was not. <laughs> I know it's amazing. It was not. It was, uh, I actually moved back to San Diego. And um, after working in the entertainment industry for about almost 15 years as well. Uh, and I really didn't know what I was going to do. And I took a job in a um, an insurance um, agency. And just because it was convenient and close, and I thought, oh, this is just going to be temporary. This is going to last, you know, a couple of weeks. This is just until I get back on my feet. And I actually ended up really enjoying it. And I, it was a lot of fun. Um, it was interesting. It was a whole new career. And the business side of it is very different from... I would say the life insurance side and also the health insurance side. Um, business insurance is, is interesting because, for me at least, I get to meet all of these different types of business owners and hear about their great ideas. Isn't that fantastic? It's though? really fun. And then you it's kind of really sit fun. back and think, wow, why didn't I think of that, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or yeah. I can't I can't believe that that's something that's a possibility exactly. now. You know, I mean, you get to hear about these really neat new ventures, which I'm sure you do too. It's Absolutely. fun to be on the onset of it. So um, it's, it's, it's kept me um, entertained, for sure, over these last 15 years. I'm always learning. Um, the insurance world is very dynamic. It changes so much from year to year based upon where the industries are all going. Um, new insurance products are being created. New underwriting is, is being um, you know, performed. And it's just really it's an interesting, interesting arena to be in. In our previous episode, Hadley, it was actually the one right before yours, episode 12, I did talk about the importance of having business insurance. And I also laid out for our audience some of the types of different business insurance that are out there for a business owner to consider, followed up with... You have to wait and, and listen to Hadley. She's the expert on business insurance. Wonderful. So why is, I'm just going to ask you plainly, why is business insurance important? Well, business insurance is important because the reality of being a business owner is that the it, you sink so much time and energy and money into launching your, your passion and your business. You don't want to, and it's impossible for most people to be able to have enough money to protect themselves from all of the claims and exposures that they that their business is up against. So, so what you're saying is that running a business isn't as smooth as a walk in the park, right? Is right, that what that's right, what you're saying? <laughs> right. It is very there's as you know being in the uh, legal world there's a lot of things that can happen. There's a lot of uh, exposures that a business has. Um, a lot of which can be covered by contracts. But beyond that, it is sort of the secondary layer is having the insurance, is having someone, you know, the insurance company there in case a claim is filed against the business. And especially in the state of California, it, it's we're such a litigious state that the chance. Thank you for seconding that. Yes. It, I think at, throughout my podcast episodes, that's the one thing that I've been very consistent on. The great state of California, love being here, we pay for the sunshine, but it is an extremely litigious state. It is, it is. And there's, I see a lot of uh, claims that come in, a lot of them are obviously legitimate, but a lot of them are fraudulent. And, you know, having the insurance is is a little bit of, of, of it is a protection for a business owner 
um, even if the claim comes in and is and it's nothing you've done, nothing you to your fault that you've done. There's a lot of fraudulent claims that come in, and, and the insurance carries behind you and will help defend you in that case. So you don't have to reach into your pocket and defend yourself. Um, so a perfect analogy of having business insurance, would you say it would be very similar to having car insurance? Absolutely. It you is, don't need it, it every day, but when you do need it, it's exactly, there. Exactly. Insurance is really not to be, it's, it's a fallback um, in case something happens. You know, you're paying a premium, an insurance premium for the insurance company to take over some of this exposure that a business has. Um, and there's all kinds, like you said, all kinds of insurance products. So um, there's a lot for a business to be able, if they had to absorb all that exposure, it would be, it would not be cost effective. It would be, be out of business. It would be prohibitive. They'd be out of business and they probably wouldn't be able to sleep at night either. You'd be so worried every day of what could happen. So exactly. you wouldn't launch the business in the first place. <laughs> exactly. So. so share with us, uh, Hadley, share, share with our audience some of the Let's just start off with the top three must-have business insurance for a business owner, someone that's starting out, someone that already is in business, and just the top three, and then Mm -hmm. we'll go into some of the other ones a little deeper. Yeah, absolutely. The most important thing that a business owner can have uh, right out of the gate that every business owner should have is a liability uh, insurance. Um, That is, it's a broad coverage. When I say liability, there's all kinds of liability. There's product liability, there's professional liability, um, there's general liability, and and others. There's cyber liability. There's a lot of different types. But depending upon your line of business, you want to have a liability product. And what that that means... within general liability? Because I've heard that. It would. It would. Most likely. General liability. General liability is probably one of the broadest. And typically that is going to be for the business owners that have... um, Oh, you know, I would probably apply to, I would say, 75% of business owners would have a general liability product. Um, And that can cover your space if you have a space. If you don't, it's going to cover um, your, if you have a product that you are releasing, um, that could include product liability. It also includes things like libel and slander if you were to infringe on anyone else's intellectual property Um, which I see more and more now that everyone's doing their own marketing and Mm -hmm. social media. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's a huge one. It is. I'm going to sort of uh, reflect upon something that, uh, again, you just said right there. There are so many stock photos now, right? Yeah. And there are so many photos on the internet. And if, for example, someone's looking to create a website and they mm-hmm. need some photos for the website. They'll probably just go online, Google Images, and they might just copy and paste it onto their website. The reason I'm bringing this up because there's been a handful of clients that have come to me with with letters of um, threatening them take the take the picture down and pay us a fine for yes. the time that you've been using our picture. Yep. And usually those letters come from the Getty Center. Yes, yes, so they're a big is, one. This, is a, fan- photos. Yes, this yes, is a fantastic yes. um, example of exactly. what you just said. Exactly. Happens all the time. I mean, people, especially entrepreneurs, and this is something I see a lot, you, I'm sure you see a lot, is entrepreneurs are, are wearing so many different hats. You know, they're, uh, they're doing their own social media. They're doing their own marketing. Uh, in the beginning, because you're trying to save you as much money to. as you can. Exactly. And you're not a marketing expert, and you're not a IT person. So you don't know all of the rules um, that, that 
we that I'm sure a professional would would know. Uh, and you know, you you infringe on other people's information, either their pictures or their content. You might take a blurb from here and there, and maybe tweak it a little, but maybe not enough, and and basically sign your own name to it. And um, the reality is, is that all of those pictures and all of that information is now being tracked more and more. Yes. And there's a lot of attorneys that are behind. Their specialty is to follow up with the people that are abusing and using other people's property. So exactly. We see a lot of that. And insurance is one way to protect against that. Uh, even if you don't know you're doing wrong, it will it will be there. Um, the right insurance will be there to defend you, mm-hmm. um, pay claims. If you were to write something in a blog and, and inadvertently maybe maybe step on a competitor, say something negative about somebody, and maybe it hurts their business, Mm -hmm. Um, they would have a claim, a legitimate, liable claim against you. Uh, That's where your general liability comes in. So even if you don't have an office space, it is really important to have this um, general liability behind you. And and it's really not that expensive for most businesses. Yes, we we were going to get into that a little later on, but it it is so reasonable nowadays, extremely reasonable. What would the second type of uh, insurance? The second type is going to be, you know, obviously if you've got any employees, um, it's mandatory by law you have to have workers' compensation. Um, And how many employees do you need to trigger that? One. One. You only exactly. need one. Exactly. It is law. Um, and, uh, and another thing on that, and this is something I see a lot, and you probably do too. I mean, I know we we are legal and insurance. Um, kind of go hand in hand. They go hand in hand. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, is a lot of companies come to me and they say, well, I don't really have, I don't have any employees. I have 1099 mm-hmm. subcontractors. Mm-hmm. And I'll, uh, we'll get into this conversation of, okay, are they true subcontractors? And more often than not, they're not true subcontractors. And that's probably a whole different conversation, Kelly. But um, it turns out that a lot of uh, new business owners like to just stick their kind of their workload onto subcontractors so they can get away get with not having payroll taxes and not having workers comp. Um, but the state is cracking down. And Absolutely. people are getting fined a lot of money Absolutely. Um, for in not doing it correctly. In fact, back in episode six, I spoke about the difference between a contractor and an employee. Mm-hmm. I would highly recommend for everyone listening to go back to episode six and really understand the, the do's and don'ts when it comes to hiring a contractor. Because as you very well know, Hadley, it's not just one entity of the state that's policing this they have their own rules yeah so there's not one set of rules that say this is what a contractor must be yes because the edd has their own rules the labor board has their own rules the irs has their own rules so that that's a big one yes Yes. especially for entrepreneurs that are just starting out yes they do want to keep the costs low and and and, uh, payroll taxes can be huge Yes. yes so yes and workers comp unfortunately california again has some of the highest rates for workers' comp as well. Um, so people do want to avoid it. And, and again, um, unfortunately, ignorance is no excuse that they buy. <laughs> so you have to do your read-up on it. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, so workers' comp is important. Um, as that would be the second thing I, would, I always talk to people about. And then I would say the third would be, um, would probably be something more and more, well, it, there's a lot... 
There's there's cyber liability now. That's a big one. That's a big one. Can you can you expand on that for us? Yeah, it's. Um, you know, cyber liability. More and more people obviously are are or have data in their systems, are using their systems to process money, mm-hmm. their clients' information. Sometimes they're storing their clients' cards or checking accounts, things like that. You know, so that they don't have to um, keep asking them. You know, maybe it's an automatic pay setup, so that they're storing all this information, and the cyber liability is not included in a general liability product normally. So it is something that would be excluded. So if you were to somehow if that information that you are storing somehow got out, and we see this a lot, obviously, in the news within the last couple of years, we've seen the big hacking stories. It is unfortunately very, very becoming very common. And even for the little even for the little business owners, we have to be aware of it have the right setup. If, if you are storing a lot of other people's information, whether you're a marketing company or doing any type of PR advertising or just even tracking systems, um, it is something we have to be aware of. And there are products out there now that will protect against if something were to happen, that data were to be misused or lost um, or hacked into the insurance would come and pay damages to the um, client, to any of your clients that were damaged. So. I do want to mention also that back in episode seven, I spoke about the website must-haves. Again, this is this information is for you to really protect yourselves because going into business isn't just all fun. It can be, but it has a risk associated with it and that risk is really big it could be the difference between you losing everything including your personal assets not just your business assets so if you are seriously thinking about going into business make sure you have at least the bare minimum in place for your protection back in episode seven i spoke about you know everyone nowadays has um, a website Right. Right. That, that's the very first thing that a business owner would would say, okay, well, we're going to go into business. We need vis- vis- visibility, visibility. We need credibility. So let's you know, have a website. But the three must things, must have things on a website is the um, terms and conditions. It's the privacy policy and it's the disclaimer. So you touched upon the privacy policy because it doesn't matter whether you're accepting somebody's credit card or not. If you have a newsletter and people are subscribing, right. that's private information. Right. Yes. So that's where the cyber uh, insurance exactly. would, would really kick in it as well. It really would, yeah. And like I said, it's not necessarily going to be automatically included in a general liability policy. So right. these are things that you have to be aware of and as a business owner, you have to be pretty savvy. You have to know your own business to a point to be able to ask the right questions to the agent or broker that you're working with. Because oftentimes, um, you know, I mean, the agent and broker has to ask you these questions, but you're the one that really knows your business. And you have to think about what could keep you up at night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are your most, um, where, where are your vulnerabilities in your business? And what do you most want to cover with insurance? Because you really, it's cost prohibitive to be able to cover every single possibility that could ever, ever happen. Right, <laughs> right, right. So we have to think of, try to narrow that down to the most likely of things. And what what's, what is most important to you? See, I think this is where a very well-educated 
business broker comes into play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are so many. There are the big boys that are out there, right? That provide insurance. Now, I personally use you, mm-hmm. and the reason I use you is because you are an independent broker, which means that you can actually go out and shop for the best rates, right? right. And you can shop for the best protection as well, right? So, I, I would. In a heartbeat, you know, definitely recommend using a business insurance broker. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I used you. I have uh, referred multiple clients to you. Everybody has come back and they've said how wonderful you are. Absolutely wonderful. wonderful. And the, the other thing I wanted to mention too is... When you go to the big boys, you, you're stuck with what products they have. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're not necessarily right for your business, especially when you're starting out. Right. And that's true. There are differences. And I think, you know, being a broker, it gives me, I don't, the, one of the big differences is, um, and there are, there are pros and cons to both, but being a broker means you work for the client. Exactly. You are not representing a carrier. Um, being an agent, you are actually work. You're an agent of the company, so that you're actually, you're actually, your loyalties lie to the company first. That's huge. That's huge. I think. Um, now I do. We I actually work with a lot of agents, and we refer business back and forth. There are some areas that they absolutely have wonderful products and packages that they specialize in. Um, they do great with personal lines. You know, I actually have my. You know, my homeowner's insurance with a wonderful captive agent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's something I don't do. In that, and they're great at that. They, they, they have that down to a system, and they're very good at that. So there are definitely pros and cons. I love being a broker. I love having the freedom to work with the carriers I want to work with. Yes. Uh, and not being restricted by anybody's rules and regulations. Right. Yeah. Going back to the point where the business owner really needs to know their industry, they do, but this is again. This is where someone like you would come in. You would have a certain checklist for mm-hmm. them to look at, check off certain things that they probably haven't even thought of that need to be protected. Exactly. So I would highly again recommend going to you or someone like you that is a broker rather than an agent that works for a company. Yeah. And again, we're, we're specifically just talking about business insurance. Yes. 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 We ask a lot of questions. Yes. 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 Exactly. Yes. So. Could you share with us some stories, maybe one or two stories that, and I know you've got thousands of them, where it really hurt a business not to have business insurance? Yes, um, there are, and, and I see this uh, more and more. There's, there's a lot. I do see a lot of claims. Um, there are one, one product that is becoming more and more viable is a product called um, Employment Practices Liability Insurance, EPLI. And it is something that years ago really wasn't on the radar um, as much. We would see it in certain industries like restaurants um, where there's a high turnover of employees. What EPLI is, it's protection for the owner of the company should an employee come after the owner for um, any type of discrimination, mm-hmm. sexual harassment, mm-hmm. whistleblower, um, you know, yeah, wrongful termination, wrongful hiring practices, anything of this nature. And a lot of small companies would say, you know, I don't need that because it can be kind of costly, right. um, more so than, than one would expect. And so I have seen, I, you know, obviously talked to a lot of new businesses and that maybe had just a handful of employees and 
Um, they declined it, of course. They said, well, there's no need to spend this kind of money. I know these people very well. They would never sue me, blah, blah, blah. So unfortunately, I have seen that come back and bite them because mm-hmm. um, when an employee obviously is you know, either terminated, um, they might talk to an attorney and or they might talk to their friends or their husband and say, hey, you know, this, was, this is not right. They go and they sue the employer. And it turns out, and even if, you know, the, especially if you're a small company, you're probably not an HR specialist. That's the, one of the problems. You're okay. not doing things by the book. Right. And um, what happens is you could be, you could end up, not only it could end up costing you a bundle in legal fees, because it's not something that's covered by workers' comp or general liability. Um, it can also, you know, put you in jeopardy with, you know, maybe having to go to court. You protect yourself. You might have to pay additional revenue out um you may end up having to pay um any type of oh maybe some punitive damages things like that that you just weren't expecting and it can really bankrupt a company Uh, a couple of years ago hadley one of my clients a a very good client of mine was sued for sexual harassment Mm -hmm. it was the furthest thing that this person could ever have done I think it was in retaliation of actually letting this employee go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that happens all the time. It does. It does. And everyone in the office n- knew that this person could never in a million years ever sexually harass anyone. Right. So it went to court. They tried to settle. Didn't happen. It went to court. And probably about $150,000 later, he was found not guilty. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, that's a big one. It's huge. Yeah, yeah. So if you are going to hire employees and you do have employees, mm-hmm. make sure that you have this type of insurance in place. It's becoming more important. It's all over the news right now, as we know. We see it every day now. But um, it is becoming much more of a on-the-radar type of insurance product to talk to your broker about and talk yes. to, is this something that we might need to consider on top of the agreements that you know you would you know, Kelly would do and things like that. Um, there's obviously you have to have that protection behind you. Um, so unfortunately, that's the world we live in. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. How about talk to us a little bit about key man insurance and mm-hmm. how important that is? That's really something that's really important. It's not something I, I do personally. I don't do any life. It falls under a product of life insurance in okay. a sense. Um, and life insurance is it's mis sort of mislabeled and you know it's really not about life there's a lot of other things under life insurance but it is very i do work with people that do key man and it and what it is it's basically if you're a small company and something were to happen to one of the key owners Mm -hmm. or employees um it does offer type of um retribution to fill that void so whether that be, you know, it's obviously financial. So they're going mm-hmm. to give some compensation back in order for you to keep running the company um, in, until such time that that person can be replaced. Right. So it is, it's hugely important, especially for a small entrepreneurial company to have something like this in place. Because when, if, you know, God forbid something were to happen to the primary entrepreneur, the primary business owner, the company's gone, and and if that family, if a family's relying on that income, there you go. It's exactly. yeah, it's really problematic. So that is something to definitely talk with um, and to put in place, and that can go hand in hand, like I said, with other life products, annuities, right. life products, things like that, okay. disability things. Yeah. W- what about 
E&O insurance mm-hmm. or is it D&O insurance? Well, directors both. and both. officers. And, yeah, there's okay. both. There's um, directors and officers, which is hugely important for um, a lot of companies, especially nonprofits. We see a lot of the directors and officers, um, and that's to protect the individual directors and officers should um, any of the activities of the board or the company, um, should they if a claim were to be filed to the individuals themselves. Right. Um, so that's really important. That's becoming much more um, commonplace, I see, because we actually we see a lot of nonprofits launching right now, mm-hmm. So, which is great. I think that's wonderful. So we're, we are seeing a lot of D&O. Um, E&O is errors and omissions, is, is, another, is a product of professional liability. So uh, myself as a broker, I have E&O. Yes. Um, attorneys have E&O. I have E&O, yes. Um, we've got, you know, medical malpractice, doctors, that's mm-hmm. a form of E&O. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's any type of professional, in a professional ca- um, capacity, anybody operating as Providing a consultant. consulting, yeah, consulting yeah. services. And yeah. I always like to tell people, if you're using, if you don't have a product and you are, you're, um, basically your business is, is built around consulting or, and you're, and giving your knowledge of your brain, right. that's really going to fall under the errors and omissions. And that's, and that's huge important. because there's oh, yeah. so many business owners now that are actually going into consulting yes, businesses. Yes, it's huge. Yeah. It, it, it truly is huge. And sometimes they think, well, who could, who could sue me for what? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm just, this is just my opinion. No, it's not your opinion. It, right. It's your professional advice. Yes, exactly. And, and yes, you can difference. get sued for it if somebody follows through and yes. does what you say, yes. but yet that advice harms them. Yes, I see that. And I have that conversation a lot, especially there's a lot of, uh, like you said, consultants that go in and do oh, project management. They're going in and being hired outsourced by big companies and they might just do project management and, and and they said, well, I don't really do much. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm just giving them advice. I'm just showing them how they can do it. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, if they take that advice and that advice then leads down the chain and then blows up their IT system, they're going to come back to you and say, you told me to do right. it this way. Now you owe us a new IT system. Exactly. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of exposure there. So, and, and, you know, for those types of positions and, and, um, companies can be like like we talked about before really reasonable Mm -hmm. you know it's a fraction of the cost of operating um so it's definitely worth having yeah fantastic is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience hadley oh gosh i just (laughs) think um there's so much i know i just think people as new business owners really need to there's a lot and i it's exciting it's fun Sometimes it you don't want to have to think about the what could happen, the the, the bad things that could happen to right. your business, and I totally completely understand that. Um, but you do want to take some time out and think about all the what ifs, and that's just part of risk management. And thinking about it early on is really going to save you headache and money down the road. Getting the right things in place from the beginning is going to. Um, build the foundation that your company needs to be on in order in in order for it to flourish and protect um, itself and thrive exactly it's like building a solid foundation before you start building the house Mm -hmm. exactly and i usually consider the the solid foundation to be legal so legally you set up your company but 
again, what goes hand in hand with legal is insurance. Yes, exactly. And, and it related. truly is huge. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Fantastic. That's why we love what we do. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So tell the audience how they can get in touch with you. I can be reached on my company's H. Linwood Insurance, and I can either be reached on Facebook. I do have a business Facebook page under H. Linwood. I am on LinkedIn under Hadley Wood. Uh, my office number is 760-720-4632. And I'd be happy to talk with anyone, even if they're just thinking about it, have some ideas, questions. Um, I am completely open to discussing with, with anyone. That's fantastic. And we will have all of your information as part of our show notes. So the audience can go directly to the episode and have a look at the show notes and they can get in contact with you directly from there. We have live links. Wonderful. And again, if there's anything that you would like for me to ask any future guests, any topics you want me to discuss, any questions that you'd want me to ask Hadley, I'm sure we'll have Hadley back on again at some point because we cannot stress the importance of having business insurance. Please go to Go Legal Yourself. Go to the contact page and leave me a message. Provide me some feedback. I'll be more than happy to answer some questions on the air next time. And remember, the only way you become successful is if you make today the day you go legal yourself. I am Attorney Kelly Bagler, the Queen of Business Law, and it has been such a pleasure being your host today. Until next time, cheers to your success.